let's transition, George. Let's talk about some of those other candidates. And again, as always, make sure you download, subscribe to the Blue Horseshoe Pod wherever you get your podcast. And George, if you like looking at us, we are on YouTube at Odyssey Sports. Now, every single episode will be live in podcast form, in audio form, and again, wherever you get your podcasts, but also in video form as well on YouTube. So make sure you check us out. If you're like listening to us, I'm sure you will love watching us as well. So speaking of the other candidates, George, right? we have four uh, candidates right now that are set for second interviews. Jeff Saturday, as you record this on Thursday, had his second interview already on Wednesday. Dan Quinn. We'll have a second interview this week. Raheem Morris as well, Rams defense coordinator, as you mentioned, and also a hero, Eva Avero. I apologize. A hero, I believe I said that right. I've tried. I've listened to it. I, I promise. If he's hired, I promise we'll get it right. But a hero, Evero, Broncos defense coordinator, as well as the three candidates that uh, outside of Saturday are guaranteed this right now, second uh, second interview requests. We've also heard that list should grow to about six or seven. So then quick math there, about two or three extra, which, again, you believe would probably be – Bengals OC, Brian Callahan, probably be uh, Eagles offense coordinator, Shane Steichen. Really fast there, George, before we get to the, the the second interviews for a second here, I just want to throw something really quickly by you. D'Amico Ryans is a very interesting case because the Colts were supposed to interview him on Saturday morning. He canceled, and I honestly think rightfully so, to get ready for the playoff game against the Cowboys the next day. But because they did not get him in the building or at least get an interview done with D'Amico Ryans initially – the Colts now cannot interview or talk to D'Amico Ryans again until the 49ers season ends. So if they win this weekend, the earliest the Colts could have their first interview with D'Amico Ryans would be February 13th if the, and the 49ers win on Sunday and go to the Super Bowl. Look, we know, as you mentioned before, Chris Bauer's gotten burned one time already with um, with, with waiting till the Super Bowl and Josh McDaniels backing out. I don't think it's going to happen with D'Amico Ryans. But I will say that's uh, – if they are waiting – for D'Amico and waiting to the Super Bowl, I don't think that's a very good thing because you know that's what that tells me, George, is maybe they love D'Amico Ryan, think he's the number one guy. That's a risk because we don't know how D'Amico feels about the Colts and if that, that love is, you know, um, feeling back. But also, too, I think it also tells you they don't love any of the other candidates that they've, you know, that they've interviewed enough to hire them over what could be a reach in D'Amico Ryan's. So what's your thoughts on, again, his timeline? Because that's the only unique one here where it could be a while before they are and they are able to talk to him. Yeah, you know, I think it depends on what happens. I, I think if they win on Sunday, I think his candidacy will be over. You know, I think He's right out, now okay. there, there's not a big – I don't think there's a big risk in it at the moment because if, if you're saying, hey, we still want to talk to him, we want to put him in this group, we're trying to cast a net as wide as we can, uh, then there's no – at this point, there's there's no real harm in waiting till Sunday, see how that game turns out. If the Niners lose – He's available. You can bring him in. You can talk to him. You can add him into the mix. If that goes well, he could come back for a second interview uh, even later that week. You know, I mean, so I think it's really going to come down to that game at this point. You know, I don't know. There's going to be I think our 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 Tuesday deadline's gone no matter what. And I know I felt pretty strongly uh, that that there would be somebody in place by January 31st. I don't think that's on the cards, Um, but I do think it's you're not going to be February 13th either, you know, so. Um, although I think I want to say Frank Reich's introductory press conference was Valentine's day uh, you have to go back. It's, it's been a while, been five years, but, and that of course was due, you know, in large part because they had to wait, uh, for McDaniels through the super bowl and then he backed out. And so you had to restart the search. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to be that long. And, and I really think, I think this weekend will determine it for Ryan's. Now, if the Niners win and they continue to say that they want to talk to him 
and they want to wait, then I think all those things you just said come into play. Right now, I don't know if they are. You know, he's right, a guy that right. they wanted to talk to, and and he absolutely, uh, you know, was was high enough on their list that they want to wait now. But I don't. I guess that's the whole point. I don't know that waiting till Monday would be any kind of damage done to this search at this point. Let's continue the damage talk because you brought up a really interesting point when we were talking before the show when it comes to just Saturday and, and again. A lot of the reports we hear, it's it's interesting because it's two things. Number one, anything you hear about Jeff Saturday is all national, right? It's no one on the beat. It's yourself. It's not any of the other great Colts beat reporters talking about Jeff Saturday's candidacy and Jim Rush's love for it. It's all been national reporters. Jordan Schultz uh, had one on Thursday morning. The latest one basically saying that, you know, Jim Mersey has Jeff Saturday number one on his list. He's going to be in the meetings now going forward, and he's going to hear Jeff Saturday's plan for his staff. Good luck with that. Justina Anderson on Wednesday had a report basically similar. A lot of the natural reports, George, or, or any report I should say about Jeff Saturday has been from a national reporter and basically all saying the same thing, that Jim Mersey has Jeff Saturday at number one. And you mentioned it before, and I think you're right here. It's not a shock, right? That's just what we, what everyone's been talking about. It's part of the reason why he was hired in the first place eight games ago uh, because Jeff Saturday has a, a special place in Jim Mersey's heart. So when you kind of hear the same – like. I guess it's, it's we really can't overreact to a lot of national reports because they're really not saying much in terms of that's different than we already knew. But you brought up an interesting point of this. We have not heard really anything from the Colts search in general. The only thing that we could concretely say outside of Jeff Saturday has been that the, the first interview with Raheem Morris went really well. And obviously we know the at least the other three with Evero, with Dan Quinn, and with, uh, well, Morris as well went really well because those are the right now the three guys outside of Saturday that have a second interview scheduled. But we really have not heard anything about how any interview has gone good or bad. Is this, do you think, Jeff Saturday or Jim Mersey pushing the narrative to the national reporters to try to get a feel for, I guess, what would be the national reaction if, if this impossible, horrific move is made of Jeff Saturday? Like, is that what you think it is at this point? Just trying to test the waters out more than actual reporting of Jim Mersey having Jeff Saturday number one? Well, I mean, again, there, there's not a lot there to report. I right, mean, it's, right. it is common knowledge, right? I don't even think you need a leak to know that. Um, I think we all heard, you know, very quickly after the hire was made in November that it was Ursay against the rest of the front office and he made the choice. Uh, and once you know that, then and, and Ballard more or less confirmed that in his postseason uh, press conference. So I, at that point, I, you know, I don't know that you even need a leak to be able to say that, that, Ursay is is you know very enamored with Jeff Saturday, uh, but definitely whatever's coming out, whatever leaks there are, it's from one of those two guys or somebody close to him, um, because that's you know that's we know the Ballard side of things been completely locked down. Um, we had heard that Morris had a good interview. That seems to be confirmed by the fact that that he got a second interview. That's it. You know, either the other interviews didn't go very well, or there's just nothing coming out of there because. And obviously a couple of them did go well because there's other finalists. Right. So, you know, I think we can go with, there's, there's nothing coming out of there. Um, I will say this, you look at the national reporters that are doing this. Most of them are either currently at ESPN or formerly were at ESPN. So take for that what, what you will. Um, but I, you know, right now, I don't know if it's testing the waters. It's, it's possible. You know, I don't know if it's combating the negative narrative. That, that's kind of what I think. Um, you know, the fact that there was so much negativity uh, as there's going to be. I mean, you went one and seven. It, it, the negativity right now is just facts. You know right. what I mean? 
Right. You, you went one and seven. You you had the worst comeback in 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 the history of the NFL. Uh, you had the, one of the, the worst the fourth biggest quarters fourth quarters yeah. in Dallas history. Um, you lost to the worst team in the NFL in the final week. You know, these are just things that happened. They're they're not subjective measures. They're they're objective measures. Um, we heard a lot of excuses after the season for for why those things happened, um, but not. And and I think that's kind of I think the reaction to that is is why these leaks are out there, because they went one and seven and everybody saw that and it was in black and white and it's there for everyone to to deal with as they please. Uh, and then after the season, Jeff Saturday basically came out and said, well, you know, I was in a tough spot, which he was. We, we all knew that. Uh, but I don't know that, that that went over as well as he had hoped or maybe Jim Irsay had hoped. Uh, the fan base kind of said, "Yeah, tough. You went one and seven. The NFL's hard. You know, this is not this is not a surprise to anybody." Um, so I think that's I think the negativity, especially since the season ended, I think that's what they're trying to combat. You know, you want to get out there and, and, but if that's the goal, it's not working. I mean, you mentioned just a minute yeah. ago there's a petition out there now yeah. uh, with last time I checked over 600 signatures. Um, you know, to to make. Jeff Saturday, not the head coach. When you consider that this is a franchise legend who essentially, if, if he came out tomorrow and said he was withdrawing from the job, would immediately be beloved again by the entire fan base. It just tells you how strong the fan base feels right now. This is a guy that they absolutely cheer for, that they adore. Uh, and, and yet they feel so strongly about him not being the head coach that there's a petition that, that continues to grow every day. Uh, with that goal in mind. I have the petition up right now. So this is, as we're recording this Thursday afternoon, live results. 2,145 signatures. Like I said, for a franchise legend, that is Colts Nation speaking out as the, if they haven't already, because they have been very vocal, everyone. Like, I have not seen an actual Saturday defender. That's a Colts fan that is is truly wants the best of the organization that's come out and said, I want Jeff Saturday. I think I believe in his ability to lead his team going forward and take him to the promise line. It's been, like I said, all negativity. Jim Mercy is the guy and one of the owners that does listen to uh, fans the most. So you think he would be swayed by the just overwhelming onslaught of negativity and pessimism coming his way towards even just the thought, the thought alone of Jeff Saturday being the head coach. When it comes to the national reports, for the most part, because we told, we just kind of like I said, it's you can kind of know where it's coming from. It's kind of coming one or two ways. It's either Jim Mercer trying to see what the, what the reaction would be, or it's Jeff Saturday trying to pump his own stock up and trying to make it, maybe even make his candidacy not even for the Colts, but for other jobs going forward here, maybe more uh, realistic than it actually is. So I don't really take any of these national reports seriously, to be honest, George. The only thing that will get me concerned it has not happened yet. So no reason for concern now, but if this was happened, that's when I would start hitting the panic button is this. If candidates start withdrawing their name, because that would at least go to show you that that means probably they've zoned, you know, zoned in on one or two guys. And because really the only two people we hear about is Raheem Morris, just very slightly. Most of it's been, you know, Jeff Saturday. You would think that maybe they're withdrawing their names either because they're buying into these national reports or because actually, you know, Chris Ballard's one that's telling them, Unfortunately, Jim Mercer is making the final decision and he can't be swayed. So until we hear Dan Quinn say, thanks, but no thanks. Evero say, thanks, but no thanks. Or he more stay as defensive coordinator of the Rams. And Brian Callahan turned down a second opportunity for an interview. Like, 
I think until we get to that point, I I don't really the national reports you hear about Jeff Saturday is just at this point just water off a duck's back for me. No, I I agree with you 100. I mean, the the concern with the national reports is that it, it's very true that that Ursa loves him. We all know that, and that's that's right. a legitimate concern um, because it's it's what his entire candidacy is based on. But I, I agree 100. As long as you still see, you know, as we're talking right now, Evero's in the building, I believe. Uh, he's certainly supposed to be there today to do that second interview. As you see these guys come in and take these interviews, uh, this will be really interesting because I think even before, you know, the, the sort of onslaught this week of national reports, this was always going to be an interesting part of, of, of this search because, again, Ursay's in the room for the first time. And so if you have guys pulling out now, they're doing that based on, you know, their interaction with the owner. And I think that'll be really interesting to see, you know, how it goes with, with these three guys. And I'm with you 100%. If they stay in it after this or we even start getting some leaks from their side, that's what's been amazing to me is that none of these candidates have come out uh, and leaked anything because normally, you know, their agents want to run to the media and say, hey, my guy had a great interview with the Colts. Um, but, you know, I'm sure Chris Ballard has, has kind of told them he'd rather not have that happening. Uh, so I would think leaks around them probably hurt them more than help them at this point um, because, he, you know, he wants to find out, hey, are you on board? Can you do these things uh, that, that we want you to do? And part of that is not getting your name out in the media right now. Um, I, I do think that that's, you know, that that's going to be uh, a big a big portion of this now as we look forward because Ursay's in the, that room. And so if they start getting the vibe that he's made up his mind and they start pulling out, yeah, that'll be extremely concerning. But the longer they stay in, the more the guys who are actually in the room, actually going through the interviews, believe they have a chance. I'll put more stock in that than I will in, in any reports that are out there. Um, I would say one other name that's not been mentioned yet on the on the pod here today that I think could end up being a finalist is Eric B. Enemy. We know he's got ties to, mm. to Chris Ballard. We know he's still coaching as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I would expect a couple more of those to come out Monday. Uh, once we see, you know, who does in advance. Um, and I think, I, you know, the rules are so crazy. I know the Ryan's rule because he didn't talk to him before. He can't talk until after the, the 49ers season ends. I believe everybody else they talk to. So the enemy, Steichen, uh, who else is still alive? Callahan. Callahan. Um, they, I even if they win, I believe they can come in next week for a okay. second interview. That was my next I question. Think. Just saying. I don't I know right. that for a fact, but I think they can say they can't be hired, but I think they can come in right. for a second interview. Now, their teams could say, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl and we'd rather not do that. Uh, but you would think Monday and Tuesday in particular on that week, they would be OK with it. I doubt uh, they're, they're going to do a lot of on field you know, work at that point. Uh, and they can, you know, if, say, Brian Callahan, for instance, is coming in, he can watch film on the way to Indy. You know, it's, it's not like he's going to miss a, a whole, you know, right really in, incredibly important day. So we'll see how that turns out. I believe, I believe they can interview next week. Uh, I'm sure that'll be made more clear after we, we get the results on Sunday. Yeah. These rules are not exactly easy to follow, but I think you're right. Cause Tamika Ryan's is the only one that these I've seen where they absolutely cannot talk until the season's over. So I think you're right. Cause they've talked to all these other candidates once already that now like I said once, you know, Sunday go, comes and goes, I think like I said that next week you can, uh, can talk. So hopefully, so we do get a little bit of speed here 
uh, going. The last thing I'll say about at least the head coaching search in general, George, is I do want to give Chris Ballard so far, so far, props, because I think he's handled us the right way, where you mentioned the lack of leaks. Again, outside of Raheem Morris, we have not heard anything from actual real sources with how the interviews have gone. Forget, again, everything said about Jeff Saturday. I, I think that's the right approach. And I, I think that I do credit Chris Ballard. I think I like so far how thorough he's been. I have no problem with the amount of candidates. I know that's kind of been a talking point of why the Colts interviewing 12, 13. And if D'Amico Ryans does eventually interview 14 guys at one point, I have no problem with opening it up, trying to get as many different guys in there as possible. Because even if you don't really plan on hiring someone, just talk to them, getting some new perspective, getting a fresh idea about how the team can improve. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing whatsoever. Like I said, I do really, I think, uh, applaud the fact that so far Chris Ballard has handled this flawlessly in terms of nothing's getting out. It's not been sloppy. There's no, you know, potential candidates here and turning other guys off there. It's been, for the most part, by the book. And I think the, the less you hear, I think the better I feel about how this head coach search is going compared to the other way where, like I said, everything's leaking. It's just a, a free-for-all. I think that would indicate that there's no real control. Because I think Chris right. Ballard, with nothing leaking out, shows he has control, which is the way it should be, compared to other times when you hear, like I said, agents or, or you know people close to the coaches or candidates, you hear leaks out that way. That it, it just the wild, wild west. Well, and I think so far it's gone exactly the way Chris Ballard said it would. You know, you go back to that, right. that post-season yeah. presser, and he said it's he's going to be patient. He's going to cast a wide net. He's going to get thorough interviews with all these guys. Uh, and it's, it's exactly what's happened. I think a lot of that, you know, people were kind of wondering – what he meant when he talked about, you know, lessons that he learned from, from the last search, that's all centered around Frank Reich. I know a lot of people are wondering if it's Mike Vrabel, if it's Josh McDaniels, he said it when, when they introduced Frank Reich and he said it for years afterwards that when he finally sat down with Frank Reich after Josh McDaniels backed out, he finally sat down with Frank Reich. He was blown away. He felt like Reich was, would have been the best candidate in the first round of interviews had he been in it. And I think that's what he's trying to avoid this time. That's why the, the search is so wide. He felt like last time he didn't cast a wide enough net. And the only way he found the guy that ended up getting the job was by Josh McDaniels backing out. And so that's why you've got 15 guys and, and you know, why it's been the way it's been this time. He wants to make sure that doesn't happen again. And frankly, it's what he should do. I mean, that's, I think that's what you should be hoping would be happening. Uh, if you felt like that as a general manager and he absolutely did the first time around, uh, 100% don't want to let that happen again. Without a doubt. And like I said, I think it's a, a credit to him so far. And uh, fingers crossed that now that, especially the Jim Irsay is involved, I guess, well, this is really the true test, George. This this week, if you want to say it started yesterday or started Wednesday with, with Jeff Saturday's interview and will carry through next week. This next seven days will truly test how much control Chris Ballard has and is able to kind of keep still everything under wraps like he has so far through the first round of interviews, because if, if he's able to corral Jim Irsay, again, I think it's just another sign going forward that there's no Jeff Saturday. Now that should, I will say this, the bar should not be anyone but Jeff Saturday, because still the bar should be trying to get this team in the right place to develop a quarterback and, and get back to Super Bowl contention, Super Bowl level team, not, oh, let's just avoid Jeff Saturday and hire anyone else. So, uh, so far, Chris Ballard, like I said, I like the way he's going about it, but this is truly the biggest test that he will, he will have to go through here and try to manage Jim Mercy and trying to manage, you know, his, his, we can talk about Chris Ballard's at least going in with, with eyes wide open. Fingers crossed. He's able to convince Jim or say, if he's not going to go in eyes wide open, at least one eye open when it comes to everyone else uh, that's not named Jeff Saturday.